0: on prepping 2.0 our guests father and son brian and ben answer the question how do you raise kids to be preppers
1: when disaster strikes will you be prepared this is prepping 2.0 with authors and prepping experts glenn tate and shelby gallagher online at prepping 2-0.com get ready prepping 2.0 coming in three two one
2: welcome everyone this is shelby gallagher over here at prepping 2.0 Joined by my co-host on the show and co-host in life, Glenn Tate.
0: Well, thank you. Hey, we have a great show. As usual, we would like to say, how do you raise kids to be preppers? Our guests, father and son, Brian and Ben, answer the question. Sit back and enjoy the show.
2: Well, I wanted to just point out to you something we already know, but the more I read the headlines, I just want to continue to point it out. There's more and more food shortages. I just read this morning, there's going to be a shortage of butter, This fall season, going into all the baking season for the holidays, because of all the things we know.
0: Do you know who I blame for that?
2: Uh, Valerie
0: Bertinelli. Oh, really? For her cooking show with the kids that she has on and they bake stuff. I blame her. And I blame her for ruining Van Halen.
2: I'm going to reel you back into okay. the current show okay. and get you out of that rabbit trail. But no, we're going to have shortages, and we've already had shortages. They're going to continue to be shortages. And I just want to let people know one of the great ways to circumvent that is to check out Numana Foods. They deal in and specialize in long-term Food preps, like to put in your deep preps. This isn't just for, oh, I ran out of butter. Let's pull some out of my pantry. No, this is for when things are really missing. And These can, are your
0: anchor freeze-dried yes, foods that we is, talk about in our layering system.
2: I totally recommend having them on hand. I encourage you to check them out at our website, prepping2-zero.com. Click on Friends and Affiliates, and you'll see new manna there, along with, I believe, a really great coupon code.
0: We love to mix it up on this show. We love to have a mixture of of Shelby and I talking, and then have a mixture of that and guests. We have a great lineup of guests coming up in the next few weeks, and I wanted to give you a preview because you're going to want to subscribe if you haven't already because you're going to want to listen to these guests. First of all, we have Paul, the Idaho realtor and relocation expert coming up. We're going to have Sam Culper on Intel, which is always good. We're going to have something new that we call the one-dimensional prepper. This is a guest who may or may not be real, who is a one dimensional prepper and just looks at things on the surface and then says something kind of dumb. And then Shelby and I say, well, looking at this as a part of a system, well, what about the following things? And we think it's going to be a fun way To illustrate things and teach people stuff.
2: the person is real.
0: Yeah. No, that's a real human being. Whether they're
2: actually having this mindset is a different story.
0: That's right. I guess you're going to have to listen and find Mm. out. Mm, Sounds curious. We're going to have Tim Anderson on. He makes holsters, and he's going to talk about concealed carry and some of the new breakthroughs in holsters and concealed carry stuff. There's been a lot going on in the invention wavelength. We're going to have Brent on who came to us at the uh, Panhandle Expo and told us this amazing story about how he got his church to start prepping and doing prepping classes. It's a fascinating story, I think you're gonna love it. Wanted to mention um, a quick technology note, about 1% of you seem to have problems with Patreon, those of you that are Patreons. And we're not
2: talking ideological either. (laughs) No, that's
0: right. and some of you, uh, weird things happen with Patreon, like all of a sudden, you know, you can't get the after shows. There's a simple solution, is my point. Again, I want to say this only happens to about 1% of you guys. Um, the simple solution is to go ahead and um, cancel your subscription. Oh my goodness, did I just say that? Yes, I did. And then re-subscribe. And it kind of, for whatever weird reason, it resets the Patreon thing again for the 1% of you that have problems so we just wanted to mention that so don't get frustrated and finally in a technology related we have
2: something to celebrate
0: cue the fanfare we got kicked off of YouTube yay It it was a lot of work. Um, (laughs)
2: It took three years.
0: We had to to be truthful and say things the way they really are in order to get kicked off of YouTube. I'm
2: still not actually sure what we did. They just zipped away the page. They never really said, you said this, this, and this, and this is the reason why.
0: Right. Why would they do that? Because they'd just be creating an evidence trail for themselves that we could use against them later. So anyway, if you're listening on YouTube, you're not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because you're not uh, listening to us on YouTube. We gave you warning. We told you to switch over to Rumble. If you like a video part of this show and to be candid, it's just a screenshot with the audio playing. There's a million other ways to listen to this show. You guys know all about them. You're listening, obviously, right now on some platform. So there's that.
2: Well, and I, um, it was brought to our attention that our Rumble link that's on our website was not working correctly. That's been updated yep. as well. So if you go to our, our website, prepping2-0.com, there's a the, the Rumble logo. Click on it. It'll take you right to our page
0: exactly and now shelby has some announcements about cool stuff
2: i'm so excited you guys if you've been over at our website prepping2-0.com on the shop link we've always had just a little smattering 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 of merch and we've updated it a couple things to just keep you up to date on is we have new baseball caps i miss america baseball caps may
0: i just say i'm a bit of a hat snob because i take hats pretty seriously and an ill-fitting uncomfortable hat is torture, why would you do that to yourself? So these hats are legit, they are flex fit. If you're a big hat fan, you know what I'm talking about. They are the good hats. They say, I miss America, they're very cool.
2: So there's those, and we've also updated our inventory in time for fall and the winter months of our I Miss America hoodies, which are so legit and so warm and cozy. So if you're looking for a little bit of a, I don't know, a gift for the holiday season. I'm sorry, I'm gonna just say it, a gift for the Christmas season. What? Yes, I I highly recommend Take that, YouTube. Yeah, there you go.
0: Lurkers. Lurkers come out of the shadows. What's a lurker? Well, if you're a regular listener, you know what a lurker is. It's someone who listens to the regular show, not the Patreon version. And they get a lot out of the regular show. They listen to us on the interwebs or on the radio. Thank you, radio listeners, by the way. We love you. And... They don't get all of the show because they're not Patreons. They miss the after show. They miss the video bonus shows. They miss the cool Patreon message boards and all of the comments and all the cool stuff. Do yourself a favor. Don't be a lurker. Get the full value out of this show. If you're a regular show listener, you obviously get some value out of this show. You know, two bucks a month, five bucks a month. It's totally worth it. It's a solid use of a few dollars. Enough said. Well, let's get into it.
2: So we want to introduce to you father and son duo. We're going to call them Brian and Ben. Brian is the father of Ben, and they are a prepping family. Mm. And we want to welcome you. Welcome, Brian and Ben. Hi there. Howdy. So it's hard to tell their voices apart Mm. (laughs) sometimes, so we might have to clarify that. But um, so, guys, so um, you have been a prepping family for quite a long time. So tell me, I know one of your most important things is mindset. So let's talk about that.
3: Well, if you have stuff and you get separated from your stuff, you're dead in the water. If you have a good mindset, your brain is your most valuable tool. And one of the things I always tried to help Ben understand is always work the problem, you know, whether it's prepping stuff or anything in life.
2: Awesome. I love that because we talk about that so much here at Prepping 2.0. Um, your best asset is your brain and having a good mindset. So, um, and something else you wanted to talk about, I know, is is, um, and I think this is important even for those of us who are long-term preppers and have been doing it a while. We're not supposed to be panicking With this whole idea, in other words, not doing panic prepping. Oh, my gosh, I got to go spend $10,000 to, uh, you know, talk to talk to us about that whole mindset that creeps in sometimes of panicking.
3: Well, uh, when Ben was really little, he was really into King Arthur and whatnot. And he came up with his own battle cry. And the first part of his battle cry was never panic. Take that deep breath. Think calmly for two seconds and figure out what your real problem is. And as far as prepping goes, um, our mindset is always prepping is supposed to bring you comfort and peace of mind that you're ready for whatever. And uh, I think a lot of people look at prepping as a stressful thing. They're just trying to, see a problem and they panic, knee jerk, go out and spend a bunch of money and at the end of the day they have a bunch of stuff they don't know what to do with or it's not even really what they need
0: well here's the million dollar question for all of those parents and grandparents yeah, out there, exactly. don't ever forget the grandparents, there are a whole bunch of kids in this country being raised uh in whole or in part by grandparents and grandparents are important so the million dollar question for you brian how do you raise prepper kids
3: it's a very slow process um basically i always approached it from uh, let's do something fun we never talked about it like if you don't do this, the world's going to end, or you're not going to be ready for the apocalypse. Uh, We never even talked about stuff like that. It was just real basic, uh, hey, instead of playing on the Xbox, you want to go for a hike, I'll show you a secret thing. And, you know, what little boy doesn't want to go do something with his dad and learn about a secret thing? And we would go out, and I would teach him how to set up a – shelter using a tarp, or I would teach him how to use pine pitch as an easy way to start a fire. But it would just be five minutes here, 20 minutes there, over the course of, you know, he's 20 years old now, it all adds up.
4: And just to add a little bit to that, um, you know, like my dad said, this wasn't something that, you know, started when I was 10 or 15. This was something that I've kind of been brought up with and, you know, it was always just normal to go out and do these things with dad and it never was, you know, this we're being um, an oddball family or this isn't something that, you know, most kids don't go out and do. I just thought that this was normal and it was fun because we always tried to make this a fun experience for the family.
0: This sounds like it takes quite a bit of time, and that's something you guys have heard me, because I know you're you're, uh, regular listeners and Patreons too, by the way, thank you so much. Um, You've heard me and you've heard Shelby say that there's this buy it now attitude in America where a lot of Americans, including some preppers, assume that they can go onto Amazon and buy it now, and something will come in the mail to them and it will take care of whatever problem it was. Uh, Instead of learning how to start a fire, they'll just go on to buy it now and get the magnesium thing and boom, checklist done. I've got fire. Um, I didn't put any time or effort into it. I certainly didn't learn anything. I got stuff. And what you're describing about building this up slowly, starting when your child or children are very young this seems like this takes a lot of time. And by a lot of time, I don't mean two hours blocked out on a Tuesday evening to teach a seven-year-old about ham radio. Um, I, I think that it's just a very deliberate priority that you have to spend a lot of time with your kids doing prepping-related stuff. Is Am I getting this right?
3: I, absolutely. I, you know, I heard somebody – A long time ago, say, I can always go back to work. I can always go back to school. The one thing I can never go back and do is raise my kids. And, um, you know, I always looked at it as there's no more valuable investment that I can make than investing time into raising Ben and equipping him for what he may need for the rest of his life. Plus, it's a lot of fun for me to see him grow as he learns different skills. Do you think this is a, a
0: process that uh, a parent or grandparent could do for virtually any kid? Or go ahead, and I know that you're, you're a proud dad, so it's okay to brag. Or do you think Ben is so unique and that he's just kind of like, he was gonna grow up to be an awesome prepper young man and uh, no matter what happened, I mean, can anybody do this?
3: Well, I'll be the first to say we got very lucky with Ben, but at the same time, I, I don't know why any parent or grandparent or, you know, even just an interested adult, a scout master, whatever, uh, could make that investment into a young person. Yeah. Hmm. hmm.
0: Yeah, and I like the word you use, investment, because that's really what it is. And by the way, if you're a parent who maybe didn't have this situation going on with your kids, because, for example, you became a prepper um, after your kids were semi-grown up or grown up, there's there's always an opportunity with grandkids, right? So you could always do this with them, too. Another thing I'm not hearing, and I'm curious what you guys think about this, I'm not hearing Brian talk about telling Ben, um, about, um, oh, I don't know the, uh, trilateral commission or, um, uh, uh, inverted bond yields or nuclear Armageddon or, um, biological warfare. I I'm not hearing any scariness that you imparted. Is that, is that, you know, accurate?
3: Absolutely. The trilateralists have never come up in any of our conversations. (laughs) Um, The really neat thing about this is like, while you're going on a hike with your kid, you talk about all kinds of things. You don't even have to talk about prepping things. You talk about uh, what's your strategy for your big project at school? How are you going to bring it all together so it's going to be a project that gets you an A or you can talk about you know difficulties with friends Um, you know it's just a great opportunity to spend time with your kids and one of the things I learned with Ben was on occasion even at a very young age he would be so insightful that it would just make you stop and pause and blow your mind and there's nothing unique about him. Any kids really do have some great thoughts. It's just up to us to try and pull those thoughts out.
2: That's so cool. Seriously. So, um, one thing I wanted to ask about because I want people to get an idea of kind of how um, Ben thinks. And, and I, and I also want to Try to talk about if we can in a little bit, kind of the nexus as a kid grows up because I think there is, and I and I've raised my kids, and so has Glenn There's when they're little kids, you know, the going the fishing, the hiking, the learning, kind of the little, I don't want to say little kid skills, but skills that you do with the little kids, and then there's kind of the older kid as well. So if I wanted Ben, Ben, I was asked to ask you, tell us about getting into a cabin in the woods and getting stuck.
4: Well for my senior year of high school, five of my friends and I were going to go up to his lake cabin, and it was up in the woods in the middle of winter, and all of the uh, very smart adults in my life were telling me to use better judgment, which, of course, we didn't listen, and we ended up getting there uh, on a very precarious drive up about 30 minutes before dark, and pretty much as soon as we pulled into the driveway, we had a tree come down and hit a power line and we lost power. And one thing that I noticed my friends did immediately was, you know, open the Doritos, take out their phones and just get ready to relax. Meanwhile, my head's about to explode while I'm thinking of, we've got to, you know, inventory our food, see what water we've got. Um, Let's close off some of the exterior Um, rooms in the house, let's get a fire going. And eventually as it started to get darker, my friends saw the wisdom in what I was trying to accomplish. And they were coming to me asking what we needed to do, um, because we were kind of stuck up there. We weren't able to get back down off this mountain and it really could have turned into a not fun situation had I not been a prepper.
0: And this is what your dad was talking about, about mindset. Mm -hmm, And I love it because we are big fans here of, in order of importance, mindset, skill set, tool set. Mindset's more important than skills. Skills are more important than stuff. And the last thing of all is stuff because the Doritos only last so long. And you guys know what I feel about Doritos. Although, uh, Brian did catch me. Um, at the Panhandle Expo eating Doritos and did make a comment about it. And oh, he took to a my picture.
2: Credit, he took a picture. There's evidence out there.
0: To my credit, it was cool ranch Doritos and not the regular ones. So, you know, I feel like I'm not being a hypocrite there.
3: But well, it's all cool. Uh, uh, almost like health food.
0: Yeah. <laughs> True. No, I mean, ranch is salad dressing, which has salad in it, right? I mean, in the word. Exactly. Exactly.
2: Okie dokie. So yeah. I'm gonna. This is. I'm, I'm hoping we've got about four minutes or so, three or four minutes, maybe less. We'll see if we get at least get this topic started. Because for I the think, first segment, for, for the first segment, and then we'll jump it and take it over to the se- the second segment for sure. In terms of mindset, I think this is really important for those of us who have kids still in school or have kids in our lives that are in schools. And um, talk to, talk to me a little bit, both of you, whoever about active shooters in schools. We've talked about this and this, I get frustrated when we don't allow kids to um, use their skills, but I, you know, I know the adults in the room have their things that they have to do, but talk to us about that. You guys have put together a plan.
4: Well, when, when I was very little and the whole school shooting craze ended up picking up momentum and it started happening more and more frequently, the, plan by the schools was pretty much to shove all the kids in the, you know, coat closet or, you know, back of the room. And it, that just wasn't going to fly with my dad. Um, so we ended up, you know, talking about it and discussing it and where my school was, I would have been on the second story. And if that situation ended up happening, I was going out the window mm. and giving full permission to, you know, at a very young age, you know, third grade, fourth grade, to uh, not listen to my teacher and go out the window, and if at all possible, help the class get out the window as well. And I just was not going to go into that closet, like it, like it or not. I was not going to be a
2: sheep. Absolutely.
0: I love what you said when you said your dad gave you full permission to not follow the directions of grown-ups. I think that's one of the things, and this is going to sound a little weird, but I think kids need to know that in rare instances, well-defined instances like an active shooter, it's okay not to listen to adults because, and you don't need to tell kids this, but Uvalde, Um, some grownups are idiots. A lot
2: of adults were not acting like adults at the Uvalde shooting. That has been absolutely verified.
0: Exactly. And I think it's really important for kids to know that on occasion they can disregard what grownups say. Again, this needs to be used sparingly Mm -hmm. because otherwise you end up with, you know, um, Pop Tarts in uh, in the bed sheets because, you know, it's like I can eat Pop Tarts in bed. I mean, just because a grownup said I can't. You know, no, there are reasons not to eat Pop-Tarts in bed. Um, but, yeah.
2: I have no idea what that has to do with this act your situation. Well, because
0: most of the time, kids should listen to what grown-ups <laughs> right, say. Right, yeah, got it. That's okay. my point. I just came up with, uh, off the top of my head, a thing that, that kids should listen to parents about. And Pop-Tarts in bed is what I came up with.
2: Okay. There's other things, though, too, kids out there that are listening. But we, I knew this was going to happen. We're going to talk about more about encouraging our kids to have a prepping mindset in, in in certain situations and we'll carry this over into the second half but i want to give a shout out to our awesome sponsors over at prepping 2.0 um, u.s law shield jared savick realtor you can find him as well as lizzie mcdaniel at redstate-realtors.com uh katie armor backwoods Home Magazine. Minutemen Coffee. I found a new way to consume them today. (laughs) Spill it all over my lap. That was awesome. And it does not taste good. (laughs) Anyway, uh, EMP Shield, folks, uh, you can find all of our uh, great sponsors at Prepping2-0.com. Click on Friends and Affiliates. Don't go away. We'll be right back after the break with more information from Brian and Ben.
1: More of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher is coming right up. Hear all our previous shows free online at prepping2-0.com.
5: Love America and a great cup of coffee? At Minutemen Coffee, we're passionate about our freedom, liberty, and exceptional coffee. Minutemen Coffee is a nationally recognized specialty coffee roaster, offering small batch roasted coffee for the people. Our heritage line is something for everyone, featuring dark, medium, and light roasts that are bold but not bitter, and offered in whole bean, drip, and K-pods. Our liberal tears decaf also packs bold flavor for those who want delicious, satisfying coffee any time of the day. Plus, a portion of Minutemen Coffee sales goes to first responders and veteran-focused charities. And check out our coffee club for free shipping, 15% off, and the freedom to choose your roast, grind, quantity, and how often you want it delivered. Shop online at MinutemenCoffee.com and use promo code FREEDOM at checkout for 15% off your first order. And have the freshest, most delicious coffee in the country delivered right to your door. Go to MinutemenCoffee.com. That's MinutemenCoffee.com.
0: One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for come and take it. Make solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. Katie Armor is the place to get it, C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT.
3: Preppernet, where preppers unite. Preppernet.com.
2: Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps.
0: Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times, the hardest part of layering is the long term foods. We love new mana foods, which have a 25 year shelf life and are non GMO. Also, organic meals are available
2: new mana comes in family style portions and in bulk this is not backpacking food it's family meals that last for at least 25 years the perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering
0: you can get a sample of new mana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself you will be amazed
2: prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code prep
0: go to newmana.com or click the link on the prepping 2.0 website
2: Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com.
1: Now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher.
2: Thanks for rejoining us. We're just getting started with our discussion of prepper parenting. Stick around for the after show. If you're a Patreon, you get to hear a lot more and we're gonna draw out some more of these topics that we're talking about. But first, Glenn has some help for those of you considering relocating to a red state.
0: One of the biggest hurdles when you're thinking about relocating is finding a realtor. And we've talked to you about Jared Savick in Montana and Lizzie McDaniels in Tennessee. We now are adding an Idaho component to all of this because idaho is a red hot state that a lot of people want to go to and so you're going to be hearing more about paul burke he's an idaho relocation expert and he's a realtor he'll be our guest in the next episode and he has a fascinating story about the sacrifices he made to relocate from california several years ago this guy was ahead of his time and when you hear his story about what he went through to get to Idaho for his 10 kids. Yes, he actually has 10 kids. Um, you're going to be motivated. And his, his website, and I encourage people to go and give a look at it, especially if you're considering relocating to the West and Idaho's on your mind. And that website is firstresponserealty.com. Firstresponserealty.com. Paul is a retired firefighter, and his mission that he will elaborate upon when he comes on the show is to get as many first responders and active duty and veterans to come to Idaho to make it an even more awesome place. So we're excited to have him on board. Thank you, Paul, and uh, FirstResponseRealty.com. Well, we also do the archive episode of the week, and this is where we go back in time and we look at some of the old episodes. We have so many new listeners that they may not know that we have old episodes on really cool, impactful stuff. So we wanna point folks to episode 15. You can go back um, on whatever platform it is you listen to the show, or you can just go to our website, prepping2-0.com, and all the shows are laid out there. And episode 15 we did on January 30th, 2019, back in the good old days. Think about how much better life was when in 2019. gas was like $2 a gallon. Yeah. Exactly, and uh, we didn't have um, all the shenanigans we have going on now. Well, we did an episode with Jason the paramedic on practical medical tips, and it was really eye-opening. It was more than just "here's what you need," you know, in your first aid kit. Although we covered that, and of course, we did the uh, the tourniquet debate that always seems to happen. Um, and it was it was about mindset, about understanding that you need to have medical preps on your mind. And we, and we all carry guns. Most of us carry guns. Um, and so that's great, but you need to patch people up after you maybe put a hole in them. So we, we commend to your attention. Episode 15 practical medical with Jason, the paramedic. So picking back up where we left off, tell us Brian and Ben, some stories, tell us about being snowed in for a week.
3: Oh, it was probably about 10 years ago, maybe 12 years ago. Uh, We had kind of a very anomalous snowstorm where we got almost 20 inches of snow. And uh, we were pretty much homebound. Uh, You know, we could have gotten out if we'd really had to, but it just wasn't worth the hassle of getting in a car and driving on lousy roads. And uh, we had plenty at the house to get us through, and it actually ended up being just a nice vacation from work. We had the neighbors over, uh, Hmm. didn't have power for a couple of days, and uh, barbecued, and uh, you know, it was actually a very relaxing time.
2: You weren't panicking, waiting for a FEMA truck to show up? That's right. That's so weird.
0: Hey, I want the government to come clear my sidewalk. What the <laughs> heck's wrong with the government? They're not clearing my sidewalk. And I think how you reacted, and it sounds like you guys had a splendid time, was was quite a strong message to the kids about not freaking out and, and enjoying some of these things. And I think that's pretty critical. Well, um, tell us uh, what you think about um, integrating things into kids' heads at a young age.
4: Well, I think – It's kind of a loaded question. There's a lot of things that go into this. Um, And I think the number one thing is definitely time. But one thing that we really focused on was listening to audiobooks in the car. Um, I kind of grew up with Grant Madsen, Morgan Carter, and John Matheson. And um, for those of you who don't know, they're all the main characters in different
0: Pepper books. One of them is a character who's really super cool in a really super oh awesome book series called 299 Days. That's Grant Matson. I love that guy. He seems like a totally squared away dude. Oh, I it
4: agree. got really quiet really <laughs> fast, didn't it?
0: <laughs> Keep going. I'm just kidding.
4: No, um, I agree. Really great guy. <laughs> uh, one thing that we would oftentimes do is as the stories would progress and for example, if something bad would happen to the characters, my dad and I would talk in the car about what the character did right, what they did wrong and what we would have done differently and how we would have prepared for that situation in a different way that may have resulted in a better outcome for the main character.
3: The nice thing about a lot of these stories is none of the the lead characters are perfect. you know, some of they all have varying degrees of flaws. And you know, we would talk about one person maybe would let his emotions override his good decision making uh, and uh, you know, we'd talk about how to stay calm and if you're calm, you make better decisions. Uh, And sometimes the decisions these characters would make would drastically alter the trajectory of the story. And we could always go back and say, you know, if he'd have made a better choice here, maybe a lot of these other issues wouldn't have popped up. (sighs) But uh, a lot of those books really did provide for great talking points, you know, over the years.
0: I would add, by the way, a great state by Shelby Gallagher as a book series. Absolutely. That yes, um, I I want to really amplify what you said because this is a point, and it was one of our very first podcasts. This is a point that Shelby and I made, and we haven't said it in a while, but it is just as true now as it was a couple years ago, and that is using fiction as a teaching tool. She and I didn't just write our books. I mean, out of like glory or anything, Uh, neither one of us ever thought they'd be published. We never thought we'd make any money on them. It wasn't a big like plan, right? We wanted to teach people stuff. And there's a couple ways to teach people things. One would be, you know, death by PowerPoint, right? Where you've got a PowerPoint and you've got a white paper and all this other stuff. And that is pretty ineffective. And the other thing is to tell stories and do exactly what you guys mentioned, have flawed characters, and in the case of Grant Mattson, he's pretty doggone flawed, um, and have flawed characters making decisions, and then being able to, number one, see the ramifications of those decisions as the storyline plays out, and number two, do what you guys did, which is hit pause if you're listening to an audiobook, and say, how would this situation have turned out differently if this character would have done whatever? And I bring it up not to sell books. I mean, if you go to the library and get our books, that's great. We're more interested in you getting the information, but the fiction is a fantastic way to storyboard for lack of a better term, how you should react and how others should react. And I just want to say, thank you guys for using our books correctly. Yes, they're entertaining and all that, and that's great. But they are really teaching tools that you can hit the pause button and even rewind and go back and play these things out. And the fact that you guys are listening to Prepper Fiction um, as a family, I think, is absolutely phenomenal. Shelby has something to say.
2: So and two things I wanted to just um, bring up here because I think it's very relevant to what we're talking about here is – one thing that i've always been impressed with ben the more i've gotten to know him especially in this last year is he's no he's he's graduated in the sense of he's he's yes he's still brian's son and they still have a very much family unit and but he's now more in an adult role having grown up being taught by his dad now it's he has a role, and I think about the episode that we've done where having roles in your mm-hmm. family and in your tribe for each person. And Ben definitely does. And he, um, uh, I saw him um, at the Patreon event that we had at our home, mm-hmm. and we're talking about our inventory system that we keep at uh, the, you know, the Take Gallagher household. And he added another layer onto that. Well, you could do this to the tub so that you know – tubs marked a certain way or or however you, want, however you store your preps need to be the first to go if you have to leave the house in 10 minutes so question I wanted to ask you guys so that people could kind of see this scenario um, between you two what would happen if fire is approaching your house and you have 10 minutes to leave go
4: well that's the easiest question I've been asked all day oh wow, oh, wow we have everything in our preps color coded. So for example, if a fire was coming over and we only had about 10 minutes, we would grab everything with a red sticker on it. And then we load it up in the car and we drive away.
2: Do you have, so there's, and you have extra, you have other family members I know in your household. Do you have pets? Do you have any other, um, anything that's not labeled with a red sticker that you would need to consider that scenario?
5: Um, mm,
3: probably the only thing we might, it sounds kind of cold. We might consider, we have a couple of cats and, uh, we've talked about it. We would like to take our cats with us, but we're not going to be those people that, uh, allows the fire to almost kill us right. because we're trying to save a cat, um, You know, but for the most part, we have actually sat down, prepared a list, and uh, we've worked our list. We know that we can get what we need to in 10 minutes out of here. We've got a one-hour list. We've got a four-hour list and an eight-hour list. And each of those things are color-coded. And uh, I'm not sure where we came up with that idea. It's probably nothing I invented that's one nice thing about the whole community is uh, everybody wants to share their ideas as opposed to copyright them and charge royalties.
0: <laughs> so true. I, I I've said, I've said it over and over again on air and in private, this community is the most awesome um, mutual benefit sort of group of people I've ever run into. I mean, we have guests on, And there are business things that they could bring up that would prevent them from coming on and they don't do it. They're not out to make money. This is a group of people who want the message to get out because we actually care about people, say, making it out of a wildfire like you guys are talking about. Well, yeah, go ahead, Shelby.
2: So going back to that, though, I want to just ask. So in that scenario, what are things that Ben is in charge of and what are things that Brian is in charge of? So, cause I want people to see that this isn't just, okay, Ben, load up the truck. We're going to go into, you know, there's, there's, um, synchronicity that's happening here. What's happening in that scenario? Who's in charge of what?
3: Ben's absolutely my logistics guy. Um, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not really sure, uh, how that sort of evolved. I think you may have talked about shortly on, Yes. Uh, a podcast and like a lot of people we uh, had problems keeping stuff organized you know if you got six totes and they all look exactly the same which one has the water containers in it mm-hmm. so we started using that and it was just something that Ben sort of gravitated to and the nice thing was he was old enough to appreciate that this is a real working piece of this puzzle, you know, it's not just, I'm a kid long for the ride. Uh, What he was doing was absolutely critical for our plan. I suppose in the big picture at this point in our lives, my part is earning the money to buy whatever, or because I've kind of been looking at life from a prepping lens uh, for a lot of years, I guess I provide a little bit more of a strategic perspective on what direction we're going to go or what do we need to work on. But over the last few years, I find myself going to Ben and saying, rip this plan apart, find the holes. And he does.
0: And just so everyone knows, you mentioned shortly at the beginning, and for newer listeners, that's an app. It's an inventory app. It's S O R T L Y, sortly. And there's another one called Orca Scan, O R C A Scan, which is very similar. And they're both very good. And use all the tools that God has given us, all this software and all these apps to do your inventories. But just make sure that you print out everything so you don't rely on your phone to be the way to know where, as you guys mentioned in your example, the water containers are right so that's what he's talking about
2: so and yeah I was just going to say shortly is a is an app that you can also um, get online and when you go online you can download it and, and, and we've always recommended about once a month go through and print it all out so that if for some reason your phones go out the electricity goes out you have a hard copy. So um, I, I wanted to tell that story because I, I feel like you do. Um, Brian, Ben has grown into his own and he's grown into his own role and he's taken that and um, just gone with it. So, yeah, let, the, let, let him grow in that. And so, yeah,
0: I, I have a question for Brian. And other than the obvious, what are some advantages? What are some great results that happen from having a, a child or children? with a prepper mindset. And I say the obvious because it's obvious that your kids are going to do way better. But I mean, you know, in a disaster situation, every parent wants that. What are some other things that have cropped up that maybe you didn't expect that were really awesome nuggets of goodness that came from all the time and energy that you spent um, raising a prepper kid?
3: Well, um, obviously just spending that quality time together. Um, We can talk about a million different subjects. Uh, You know, we'll talk about the Constitution. And uh, just yesterday, we were having a conversation about how lucky we are that we live in a constitutional republic as opposed to a democracy. Ben has a, a college professor that was lecturing about how wonderful our democracy is. And we live in a democracy and he was going on the, the bend of why do you need to have an AR 15? If the majority of the people say no, and we had a great conversation there, but uh, probably another huge thing is I know exactly what his capabilities are. And if I have fill in the blank emergency come up, I can tell him do a b and c and because i have worked with him trained with him uh seen him in action for 20 years i absolutely know what he can do and have no doubt that he'll be able to take care of whatever and i have a partner as well as a son bam
2: good that is so how does that feel Ben, to hear him say that
4: uh, it feels very rewarding. It's uh, kind of making me look back at being seven years old and going in into my dad's medical bag and asking him what an H bandage was, and it's very uh, humbling to see how far we've come.
2: Yeah, that's so cool. So um, one thing I wanted to ask you, though, we're going to go back to some more practical stuff. So, and we have a couple more minutes before we go into the after show. So <clears throat> let's talk about just a little bit, some of the, the bushcrafty kind of skills. Talk to us about when you're outdoors, what are some of the skills that you work on outdoors? And this probably will take us more back to when, Ben, you were smaller. But I, I'll tell you what, If I am I always joke about this. If you're out in the woods and all you have is a fire starter, you're not doing the proper thing right. But it could happen. So, t- so tell us, okay, we'll do that. Ben, what's the scenario? You're out in the woods and all you have is a fire starter. What do you do?
4: Well, first thing I'm probably gonna do is remain calm and figure out where approximately I am. Um, If my goal is to get out of the woods as quickly as possible, um, probably looking at different landmarks and assessing my situation from what actions do I have to take if I'm, let's say, stranded on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere, figuring out what tools I have available in my car would be my next guess. And then.
3: So I, I think, uh, you know, just because you have a fire starter doesn't mean the first thing you need to do is start a fire. If you're going to be out in the woods and you have to, you make the decision. Okay. I can't get out of wherever I am between now and when it's dark, is it better for me to stay where I am? And if I'm going to stay, then do I need to build a shelter and what resources do I have close to build that shelter? And, uh, you know, it was when he was growing up, it was fun to say, okay, you're going to build a shelter just from whatever's on the ground. And he'd build his little fort we always called it a fort instead of a shelter because little boys like forts. <laughs> and uh, you know, one of the things fairly quick would be, okay, if you're going to, sleep on the ground is that going to get cold well yeah it is okay well what can you do to make it so it's not so cold and then it was always fun to watch him work the problem and well i could put some branches down and uh sleep on those like a mattress and you know then build his fire whatever
2: very
0: cool so you
3: know it was always work the problem, no matter what it is, work the problem, you know, kind of going back to uh, the active shooter thing Mm -hmm. at a school, we talked about absolutely do not hide in the closet unless it makes sense. If you are by a very small little janitor closet and whatever is happening is happening and it makes sense for you to slip into that uh, closet then by all means do it, but don't just blindly drink the Kool-Aid and, you know, try and hide with 30 kids in a eight by eight closet.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So go ahead, Glenn.
3: Here's a question. Um, Obviously
0: preppers have OPSEC and we don't talk about our stuff. There are limited instances in which we do, and we've covered that on several episodes. But is this something that you guys – share with others and particularly Ben I mean Ben do you share this your knowledge and your mindset with others or do you sort of wait until you're at a cabin and the power goes out to then be the leader the natural leader that everyone looks to because they realize you've got a plan and you've got the mindset uh, the skill set, and in some cases, the tool set. So, how how open are you to the outside world about communicating this, or are you not at all?
4: Well, I'm, especially with people my age and growing up, my peers. I really did not talk to them about prepping in any way, shape, or form. One, I didn't want to be looked at as the weird, geeky kid, but that's all right. And um, especially as I've grown up and seen the different ways that people think there's really no need for them to know what we have in our basement or what skills I do or don't have. Um, One thing that I've slowly started to realize is it's okay to give them a little nugget or talk about something just to give them a, a test for lack of a better word of, okay, well, do you think on this car ride, we should have a get-home bag or bring some extra water. What do you think? And depending on their answer, I can assess, do I pursue this a little bit further? Do I not pursue this further? It really is a uh, person-by-person basis, but for the most part, I really do keep all of this pretty close to my chest.
0: So much wisdom yeah. in what you just said. I can't believe, I know your real age and it's in the high teens or low 20s. We'll just be vague. And you've shown in that answer more wisdom than 99% of the adult population. So good on you. So, Brian, you raised that young man right. You did a good job of raising him right.
3: Well, thank you. Welcome. I did not do it alone. There were a lot of people involved, uh, some families, some Friends, And it is a debt I will never be able to repay. That's well, thank you.
0: And Shelby's going to wrap up. But before she does, I wanted to mention something. We have a golden topic we've saved for the after show. And that is Ben is going to talk about prepping among college age kids. And there are some attitudes they have that might surprise you. And so I think it's going to be fascinating. So that'll be for Patreons. And, oh the gosh, after show.
2: and that's how this whole conversation started about having these gentlemen on the show with us today. I'm mm-hmm. excited to bring that up. So folks, if there's a reason to become a Patreon, that's it. So um, folks, like we always say every week, failing to prepare is preparing to fail from our great founding father, Benjamin Franklin. Folks, have a great week.
1: You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. All the information you've heard today, including all our previous shows, is online at prepping2-0.com. Find out more about Glenn's books at 299days.com and Shelby's books at a-great-state.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.